The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning, this content may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive. Okay, and I will warn you, Selena, Cleves is in a really weird mood. He's going to deny it, but he's been in a really strange mood all evening. I don't know what it is. You accused me of being on drugs. I, I did accuse helpful. you of being on drugs because you sounded like you were on drugs. You just sat there not being helpful with the notes. I pitched a lot of topics. Yeah, and they were all unusable. And they weren't. This podcast is very two-sided with me and Selena picking up all the slack. <laughs> and you doing... Like to see this topics that were that were dismissed, I mean. Uh, it's not about the topics that were dismissed. Let's just say <laughs> there were a lot of them. And <laughs> they may or may not be written down. I, I have noted down some of them, to be fair. Ah, see, you admit it. I did pitch. To be used in other shows and other contexts. But yeah, there, there's your warning, Selena. The warning is you made a very slapdash approach to this whole episode too. You didn't let anyone know until this morning. You had zero topics going in other than the ones I pitched and filled out for you. Uh, and then you didn't even send anyone the notes. Okay, fair. I dropped the ball. Yes. All right. I'm just going to say that so we can move on. Um, I've had a crap week so far. Oh, don't make it depressing. Oh, uh, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Mood hoover it is. Jesus. No, this is, this is my pick-me-up. This is. This okay. is my pick-me-up. Speaking of not giving any warnings... Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, open up a blurry perspective on life. And welcome back to Seesaw. You have the three of us once again, the trio of excellence. You're going to stick with that, are you? I'm going to stick with that until someone picks you something better. So, of course, we're here with the lightning bolt from Leicester, Selena Lips. <laughs> really? Gosh. The towering man, which Cecil tells us based on. I've never Big wanted T. everyone in this podcast to pick their own nicknames more so than I have right and now. And the son of a train driver, please. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> it's factually correct. See, the thing is, I was just thinking, how can I make me and Selena sound awesome and then just you ridiculously generic? I'll be the fact it I feel, I feel you. like you failed in both of those things. I think I did. So, Selena, how's things? Very good, thanks. I've been very busy. What have you been doing instead well, just, of recording? Well, I think life's just back to normal, like pre-2020, and I kind of got quite used to the sedentary life that we've had for the last couple of years. And uh, Yeah, I say busy, it's probably just normality is back. <laughs> I went to work in London for five days last week, so that was fun and exciting, and just generally work busy. What are you doing in London? I was actually working on the Winter Paralympics behind the scenes for Channel 4, which was... Oh, pretty sick. Yeah. Wow. I think it was a really a good experience. There. <laughs> Did you get to yeah. meet anyone? 
it was Winter Paralympics, so I don't really know the athletes as as well. But some of the pundits and the commentary, the team, um, all the presenters were actually out in Beijing. Still pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Something that you can throw out there. Not many people exactly. can say that. And say I've done that. Yeah. Hmm. And what have you been doing, Cleves? Nothing, mate. Been off work. Did my stern best to get away from you for as long as I possibly could by spending the week not in this house with your COVID-ridden family. <laughs> Firstly, I never once po- was positive with COVID, but fair enough. But I was going to say, you got kicked out of your own home. I didn't get kicked out. I chose to leave. Your own home? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need your own space, you know. Okay, so shall we jump into the topic of the week? Topic of the week. Well, what if I have some quick blind news for you? Have you got some quick blind news? Yeah, I always I always step correct eye on this. So here's my quick blind news for this week. Second site that do eye implants have quit all their support for their like I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called an Argus 2 eye implant. And they're thinking of selling their company to like a brain implant company. So all the people that got one of those eye implants, you know, if anything goes wrong with it or whatever, they're pretty screwed. That's not good for those people. There you go. That's my hard hitting news of the week. Oh. I hope I hope the rest of the show is gonna be a bit more cheery. Like <laughs> <laughs> So this time we're gonna be talking about disability because we haven't done that before and what it is funny enough this isn't something we've ever covered and the idea is what makes a person disabled i suppose this came up in my mind recently where i've been dealing with things at work where people they identify as disabled and it's such a spectrum that you think okay are you disabled because you're disabled because you believe you are that the world's making you disabled or generally, are you actually disabled? Like, by definition, is that a thing? So this couldn't possibly blow up in our face at all. Um, come at me, dyslexia. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I know I know people with dyslexia. This is what you're going to do. You're just going to rag on disabilities. I'm not going to rag on anyone. So shall I cap us off with, or start us off, not cap us off, with the definition of the well, the Equality Act 2010, and how the government defines disability. So, incredibly vague and open, as all legislation should be, the Equality Act says that a disability has to firstly be a condition or long-term illness that is substantial, in brackets, greater than minor, which, again, vague, what do you class as minor and substantial? It it doesn't make... Someone that gets stuck in a hole in a chili for about eight weeks. Um, it also states that a disability is said illness, which is long-term, i.e. more than 12 months. And that's basically all it is. It doesn't really say much more on there. Um, it probably goes into a lot more detail down the line, but I was not going to break out the Equality Act and have a proper peruse over my dinner. Almost like you slapdash this together last minute. <laughs> uh, the slating begins. As far as the definition... How do we feel about that and like the legal sense of that? Do we think it's vague, good enough, or I don't quite understand the greater than minor. 
I guess like a minor condition would be something like short-sightedness and then more substantial, I don't know, retinitis or something. Worse than your casual myopia. Myopia? Mm. Yeah. Also, it says asked to last for more than 12 months. So you have to be bad for at least a year. But then, yeah, it, it gets a bit of a tricky one, I would say, because what about someone who needs a knee replacement or a hip replacement or something like that? That can take two years waiting list. And you could say that that's substantial. Are they disabled for that? Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, well, they are. Yeah. But the actual problem isn't a two year ongoing problem, is it? The problem is that you can't get a knee replacement fast enough on the NHS. It could be done within a week, but it isn't. True. I can't argue with that. Personally, I don't think this is specific enough at all. I think that it's so vague. What's your specific definition? So specific, I suppose I would be more clear on the medical side of things, what can be medically defined. And I know it gets very difficult when you're trying to rank things because there's always going to be a cutoff point and you're always going to make people upset. What if you had like a points-based system and you rank someone on points based on a disability? <laughs> oh, and then based and did, on- it in, did it in like two categories, for example, let's say mobility and care? <laughs> And then you paid people money based, on, <laughs> based on the point score that they got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost, yeah. That's an interesting idea. Maybe you should pitch that to the government and they can like pay you £8 billion to. Pounds to devise a scheme. Okay. So if we go into sort of like our perceptions of it, I suppose that's going to be a lot easier for us to give an idea of because I think the definitions were just not good enough. Let's say you have three individuals who all have the same condition and on paper it affects them all in the same way. I think we could all agree that all those three individuals, they're going to have different standards of life because they are going to perceive that disability to affect them in a different way. So I know people with similar sight to me who don't do nearly as much as I do. And that's because they believe they can't because they have that label of a disabled person and that means more to them and sort of limits them more than what their actual physical constraints would be. Okay. Do you feel you're less disabled than people that have the same amount of vision as you because you're making yourself less disabled and enabling yourself or what? I I think so. I think from, from my... Myself, I feel like that is the case because I'm making steps to get out there and get into work and do all of these things and not let it to be a, not let it be a barrier. So I suppose my attitude is very much I'm defined by me. The disability doesn't define me. Whereas I I do know people who allow that to define them to such an extent of which I feel that it does limit them in life. I mean, it's never held you back, Cleves, has it? Mm. I mean, there's certain stuff I can't do, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what you want from me. Like, are the other people? Are there other people with RP that have a, a worse, what I call, standard of life in the sense that they don't do as much or get out as much? Yeah, they are. There are, but I don't know whether that makes them more disabled. It just means that they're, I don't know, like motivational drive or the whole mental makeup is just different to mine that's all yeah but I guess looking at disability we know it's not just physical so do they have an additional disability of mental health is that a disability 
<laughs> I think this is where we, we get into the slippery parts of do you define depression as a disability? But if we look at what the Equality Act says, then technically it can be. It def- I, I work in mental health and it definitely can be for, yeah. for some people. Does it say anything about disability having a cure on there? No, doesn't say anything. That would be one of my parameters because a lot of disabilities do not have a cure. Or if they do, the the cure is extremely difficult to implement or happens over a long period of time. It's not like an instant fix, like the whole knee replacement that we spoke of earlier. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't read nothing to the Equality Act. Like you get into the finer points of it. It didn't outright say that when it's doing the summary at the beginning of it on sort of like timers of it, but there was nothing saying about a cure to it. It was very much, it had to be longer than 12 months. So I know you could have that new replacement in the 14th month, but it would still say you, if you wanted to define yourself as disabled first 14 months, then that's fine. Selena, in your experience working in mental health, would you say that drugs and therapy cure, let's say 90% of people with mental health issues? I, I don't think that there's a cure necessary for all mental health. You can live with mental health, but. Okay. Then you- give them the ability to manage it. But it can manage it, but then it can still fluctuate depending on certain triggers. And unfortunately, because I think before I started working in mental health, I thought, yeah, kind of similar, I suppose, to you. But it's not not really a disability and it can be easily fixed. But well, yeah, from what, what I see at work, it, honestly, it's they're, they're much more disabled than I am as a blind person with, with them just having mental health. It can be very debilitating. I suppose if we cycle back to something you, you briefly said earlier, Selena, which I think sort of goes back to what I was trying to very poorly explain. And you said that for some people, depression is a disability. So does that mean for some people it isn't? And so sort of how would you define like the difference there? Is it just attitude or, or what they think about or, about it or how they cope with it? I think it's that how much I guess it's like it says it's that in the Equality Act how substantial it is and it affects your life I guess I know people with mild mental health but they're still on medication and it still affects their life somewhat but I guess if I asked them they wouldn't say they've got a disability I guess it, it's all perception isn't it so here's my mm. question for you then if you're depressed should the government pay you money depends how much your depression is impacting upon your life yeah (laughs) this is way too deep Uh, let's go a bit lighter so when you wake up in the morning from when you get out of bed when does your disability hit you when does it become a disability for you if we're talking about affecting me or reminding me the first reminder if if i say when i'm first reminded and that's that's getting downstairs to feed the dogs because they guide dogs and I'm very aware of their schedules and their routine and going into that that's very much a reminder of these are mobility aids as well as pets but then actually sort of feeling I suppose it depends on the day there there are days where I will drop the lid to the shampoo and I'll get frustrated I can't find it in the bath not, not always. I was going to say, how Sharon over the sink, are you? <laughs> it's usually so stupid, like behind the toilet. Stop washing your head in the toilet. No, I, I suppose it's on those, those moments. 
or when I'm trying to pick out clothes and things like that. Mine's usually when I step out the house. If it's too bright, then I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to use my cane today. Similarly, if it's dark. Uh, but how about you, Selena? So I guess similar to you, I don't immediately think of right. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. As my guide dog, when I get up and feed him and things, I wouldn't say that reminds me because he's a pet in the house at the end of the day. Yeah. But then it probably is when I start making my breakfast, my cup of tea, if I miss the mug and get a bit of water like on the tray I always put a tray underneath that might be the first alarm bell ringing oh yes life's a bit difficult but then I guess again when you soon as you step out that front door that's the thing you to do that by yourself without any mobility aid is near impossible I can put the bins out and that's probably about it I wouldn't dare even just walk out my house and up the path without mobility aid I'm the same. I know the routes. I probably could do a few of them, but like the confidence isn't there. I need a long cane or I need Ted to do that. What if you're just like dyslexic? You, you know, you go all day and nothing's really affected you until you come right down and have to sit and read something. So I suppose that that's more of the question of is disability more sort of circumstantial? It sort of scales, doesn't it? Like we've just said, like, Selena with your tea in the morning and me losing the shower cap and, and stuff like that and please you going outside. These are very circumstantial things that remind us. I suppose if you're dyslexic, you could have a relatively okay day until you have to write a load of stuff down or read something. And then the issues are going to start. And that's going to be your reminder, isn't it? So let me ask you this. Should the government pay you money <laughs> for being dyslexic? I think, again, it depends on how dyslexic you are. We're talking about a very specific circumstance, aren't we? Like, we're not talking that you can't necessarily make yourself food and get where you want to go and dress yourself. Well, right. So you're saying that there should be some sort of points-based system? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the government do pay you money if you are dyslexic. I don't believe they do, no. I don't think you get enough points. <laughs> no. Although I have, in the past, uh, when I used to recruit people in my job, had applications where someone would tick on like the little boxes you get saying, do you consider yourself to be disabled? They have ticked, yes, and said dyslexia. Yeah, that's fair enough. Which so I think is fair. Time for benefits, which is a different matter in itself. The reason I ask is, like, you're really just asking about the definition of disability, aren't you? Yeah. So the government defines it as one thing. Who's to say that diverse definition is wrong or that their method is the worst method for defining how disabled someone is? I mean, at some point, if they're giving out benefits, they've got to come up with a method, right? Yeah, that's true. And everyone slagged <laughs> off PIP when it came in Yeah, for being too harsh. But is it too harsh? Well, I think most visually impaired people have come out better off on PIP than they did on DLA. So I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did as well we can't complain no no i've got a question 
Go for it. What is the definition of disabled in, say, America or Australia or in another English-speaking language where we can read the definition? That is a very good question. This should have been researched beforehand. Yes. It's almost like he slapped the episode together. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Googling? I am Googling, but unfortunately it's just bringing up legislation, so it's one of these things that I can't... Google isn't doing the helpful, this is literally the definition at the, at the top before all of the web pages. Alexa, what's the definition of disability? Disability is usually defined as lack of adequate power, strength, or physical or mental ability, incapacity. She's got a completely different outlook on it. Yeah, no, that's quite good. That's the case. We haven't got a disability, really, have we? I mean, yeah. Lack of power? I mean, the lights are on. There's plenty of power there. What was the other one? Did she say uh, strength and incapacitation or something? Incapacity? Yeah, lack of power and strength. And... Why am I calling it a she as well? Um, I'm going to have to come back with these definitions. It's so difficult on my apparent, well, slapdash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, accept it, see. Okay. We sort of touched on it a little bit. And this is something that is always sort of the conversation, at least on Twitter and all these places. Is inaccessibility the cause of disability? So if the world was better and just catered to everyone, disability wouldn't really exist then. But we're still going to have our same issues of, well, actually, I could get a, a one cup kettle and wouldn't have to miss my mug when I make my cup of tea. But you could still drop your shower head or so is it shampoo lid? Or I could get a lid that stays attached to the bottle. I mean, there's ways around right. it. I've created right. the problem myself. You can say they exist. Yeah. <laughs> do. <laughs> do. My shower gel has one. So I could, I could very much do this. But of course, like you said, I can still think of instances where I would still be reminded of disability, trying to go back to bed after going to the toilet in the night and then kicking the headboard to the bed. I mean, that's going to remind me that I can't see where I'm going. But let's say that this world is fully accessible and you've got little cushiony pillows on the edges of your headboard or whatever <laughs> it is, right? And you're not kicking anything. And someone asks you the question, oh, can you get around? Can you do this? Can you do that? And let's say, for example, they were scoring it on a system of, let's say, one to 10. And um, because you could get around all these issues, you weren't actually technically classed as disabled because you could do all these things. Would you still consider just yourself to have a disability despite being able to do everything? All through what you're saying there, after like the putting the phone on the headboard, I just went to an image in my head where your idea of an accessible world is based on one of those soft play areas. The world yeah, I'm just wrapping everything in bubble wrap. Play. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If if the world was more accessible, it would equal everything out, and technically, people wouldn't be disabled so much anymore, would they? Because they'd have the same opportunities to do everything as everyone else. True. What I was driving at is like we're never going to get to a world where everyone is going to have everything for them. Like disability is such a large spectrum. I think sometimes there are too many hang-ups where, especially on Twitter, one thing that winds me up is disabled people complaining about very minor things to the point where you think that's so minor that you can't expect there to be adaptations there. Depends how you define it. Yes. Let me ask you this. If there was a points-based system to define their Twitter comments, <laughs> let's say between one and ten, I'd, I'm just saying that if there are certain circumstances where 
you can't expect the accessibility to be there. But I guess if you have such low expectations, if we go around just having low expectations, when are we ever going to see improvements? You know, for example, we expect ramps to be in most places now, so there's wheelchair accessibility. But before that, did wheelchair users think, oh, I can't expect there to be a ramp? You have to push the boundaries at some point, don't you? And challenging it to, to get those improvements for them to be a standardisation. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that disability, if we're talking about is disability a disability, there has to be some way of rating it. And the government has come up with a, a rating system, albeit it has its flaws, but there has to be some way of defining a disability. And that's what they've come up with. Yeah. And you've got it in Paralympic sport as well. There's different classifications. So the similar system. And unfortunately, some people fall into the, the it's a scale, isn't it? Some people yeah. are going to be at the more severe end of their classification. Some people are going to be like the most able in their classification. So flip side, when does a disability become an ability? Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. So, did you want to start us off, Selena? <laughs> yeah. Because you've, you've obviously got like, well, you've got a thought on this. Okay. When is my disability advantage? Of course, blue badge parking, two for one tickets, getting around maybe, or if you're in a dark place, if the lights go out, or there's a, yeah, a power cut. Oh, that one would be quite good, actually. Mm. I do find that a good advantage. And my wife will comment because at night I will just go around the house if I need to get, get some water or go to the bathroom or anything. I will kick the headboard now and again. But she'll say to me, it's pitch black. How do you even do that? It's like, well, I don't need my eyes. I know where everything is. It's like, doesn't mean anything to me. But then I'll do crazy things. Like I've made sandwiches in the dark and stuff like that. She's like, how are you doing it? I think, again, if you had to define the term crazy, let's say on on a scale. Don't say it. <laughs> anyway, the sandwich making, it is crazy to some people. Did you leave the fridge door open? Oh, cardinal sin. <laughs> Was that just you trying to queue up the sound bites? <laughs> no. Well, I think that's a really good one. So, like, that... Special awareness and knowing roots is really good. I think that's a good advantage, isn't it? And it's even going out and about, like there are routes that I do with Ted where I have to cross the road in weird locations. And you've, there's no sort of landmarks for me to do that. I just have to count paces and things like that. So it doesn't matter what the weather is or anything. Why are you not using an app? You don't need to count paces. You put I, the soundscape app on your phone and it lets you know where you are and it'll give you little cues. Okay. It's free on the app store. I never leave the house without it, but I always use it with phone conducting headphones so it doesn't block my hearing. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'll have a look. Um, Other apps are available. But that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do use Google Maps for various things. But like this is like regular routes and stuff like that. that I... No, yeah, soundscape. You just put it on. You don't even have to put where you're going or anything. And then it'll just announce as you're walking along. If you're approaching every road you're approaching, if you're approaching a crossing, it'll just announce the shops you're passing on the left and the right, bus stops. I've never heard of everything. that. Everything. That sounds awesome, actually. It is. It's, it's good. 
I mean, I know that'd be useful for me, especially getting around where I work, where there's a million buildings. There you go. There's a clue that you haven't had in a long time. There's a million buildings. Here's a clue for you, T. Um, how about hashtag back at work, hashtag I've got Ted, hashtag I'm on campus, hashtag University of Nottingham. <laughs> it's called Where's the Ted's Excellent Adventure? You already told everyone. Hey, there's a lot of buildings on that campus. <laughs> there's a million buildings. So there's yeah. probably is Portland, it, is it isn't a it? named building with DR or it, it is not named with DR. It's... I only know the David Ross one. I can't think of <laughs> I do like David Ross. Um, it's a really good sports center. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> no, it's not that that building. I'm on the other side of the campus, which I don't know why I said that because now I'm narrowing it down to 500,000 buildings instead of a million. Okay, um, are there any other sort of abilities that we're gaining, super abilities, if you will? I think um, just a, as a general thing, being able to do things, hmm, I'm going to say uh, from memory, first of all, where a lot of people don't know how to do that, or using other senses, like being able to do stuff by hearing things, or like you can stay at the bus stop, you can tell a bus is approaching without even having to see it. You can tell when it's around the corner sometimes. I was just mm. waiting for Selena to come up with like more apps here to debunk anything. You yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, T, why, why are you doing all this hard work when you're going to have to do it for you? <laughs> um, I just want to think of any other. I, mean, no, I do agree with the uh, I do things from sound and using your other senses and stuff like that. We save money on electricity and you don't need to put the lights on all the time. I mean, <laughs> blessing of the curse, we don't have to, like, motability is a good advantage. Um, if you're on that scheme, because it is significantly cheaper getting a car through that way. And yeah, and you've got your free hassle. bus pass. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you don't need to pay for a car as such. That's but you it. do have the right points to get your motability scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now that you're both doing it, I feel like we should bring this to a class. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. Call me out on my nonsense. But any closing thoughts from anyone? How did you feel the episode went? For it's example, quite... <laughs> you had to give it a rating. <laughs> um... <laughs> Go ahead, Selena. Go ahead. This <laughs> got me too much now. <laughs> it was. I don't know. The higher the points, the better that the show went, right? Um, um, yeah, the more, the more, the more benefits you're going to get from it. Yeah, uh, there was quite a lot of benefits from the show. I thought mainly the uh, soundscape app. <laughs> That's what I took away from this. <laughs> there you go. Learn something. I will drop the link in the show notes. Okay. If you want to rate this episode on a scale, really, of one to ten. <laughs> You can find us on the following. <laughs> find us on the following links that are coming up. Also, plug, plug, plug. We have a second show, The Slide, which you can now go to the link in the show notes for our members stream. And if you want to subscribe there, it's not a lot of money, but you get extra content as well. And you help out the show because we'll reinvest it because that's what we do. Do we? Well, we've never had money to reinvest. Exactly. But we will do it. Okay. So, until next time, I will see you both soon. See ya. Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at SeesawPodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.